coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, we are super excited to have Mike and Shauna of Live Bay on our podcast. We went out to Vegas about a month ago and met with Mike and Shauna to talk about this new development. They're going to start making lashes here in the United States. And we were super excited to sit down with them and just talk about their journey, um, what to expect, when it's going to be available, and all the fun stuff behind that, and the struggles too, guys. There's lots of struggles. Anytime you do anything that's not, well, new like this, like making lashes in the United States, which no one thought was possible a year ago. So here's Liv Bay, like always, on the cutting edge, trying to do something new and exciting, and they are. So we're going to talk about that. Also, we just end up hanging out with them. And by the way, this is an episode where we went to their place and they interviewed us for their podcast. And we're taking the main section of that interview and inserting it here. So it's kind of like a two-purpose podcast. But we end up also moving into and talking a little bit about um, what's like for them because they are expanding and they're going to be franchising and some of the opportunities that are there for lash artists. And we just talk about the struggles of hiring and having staff. And so if you are thinking about hiring or maybe you are hiring, I hope you'll, you'll feel a little empathy here. You'll, you'll feel a little connection. You'll feel like, oh, yeah, I know that pain. And so we just share some of our struggles, some of the things that we've tried and some of our intentions, some of our good intentions, I'll say, when it comes to hiring and the misunderstandings that occur sometimes. So, And if you are not, don't have any staff, maybe this will be a little preview, a little warning to let you know what's coming, not to discourage you, but to keep your eyes open as you walk into hiring. All right, real quick, let's do a few announcements. As always, we have our giveaway we're doing where we give away a $200 Amazon gift card to one person who writes us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So go write that review, screenshot it, and send it to Paul at LashCastPodcast.com, and then you'll be entered into that drawing. Also, guys, you want to join the coolest club on the planet, and that is the LashCast Insider Club. Just go to their show notes, click on the link or Instagram page, and you can sign up, and you will get discounts to LashCon, to our trainings, to our webinars, and everything else that we do. So go sign up today. Also, guys, LashCon tickets will be coming next week. If everything goes as planned, next week we will finally have LashCon tickets for sale, plus a whole bunch of extra stuff that we're doing, like day one, which is a pre-event where you can basically get leadership training and also do some masterminding where you can network and connect with our Lash artists and really help Find solutions for problems that you're dealing with in your business. I promise it's going to be an amazing pre-event. Only 100 tickets for that. It's the day before. So look out for all that. And also, guys, we want you on our podcast. We want to hear your story. So please reach out to us. Email me at paul at lashcastpodcast.com. Send me your story. Send me why you should be on our podcast. And then we'll go through the emails and we'll pick some of you. And if you pick, that'll be awesome. We'll have you on. We'll promote you. And then uh, you can tell your friends and it'll be really cool. So Please do that today, and you won't be picked unless you submit. So don't – I know some of you probably are thinking, man, you should already know about me. I'm amazing. I know there's so many amazing people. I'm sorry. I don't know about everyone. So you need to do a little self-promotion and push yourself, and hopefully you'll be on our podcast. All right, guys, that's all I have for announcements. Let's get into today's episode where really um, we share some exciting news where Mike and Sean break down what they're doing with bringing lashes here or producing lashes here in the United States. What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to our show, welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for yourself or someone else, this podcast is for you. Hi, guys. This is Shauna and Mike Jones. We are the owners of Live Bay Lash. Our heart is to share with you our uphill battle in the slash industry and to show you what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to give you guys a real raw version of what things really like. Yes. In today's episode, uh, we have a treat for you. So we actually have Paul and Tosney Lubris here from Lashcast. If you're new to the show, they were on... Uh, Man, it's been Lashcast. It's been a minute. Or 
It was December, right? Oh, well, yeah. December 2019. 2019. Yeah. It's been yeah. a minute. COVID really messed things up. Yeah. <laughs> COVID really threw a monkey wrench into things. But we had them out before. Had a great episode with them. We've been on theirs as well. And so we're really fortunate to have them in town to be able to do an episode with them today. Yes. Welcome. Yeah, we're really excited. And by the way, you guys memorized your lines now. You, you have your openings all yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I always it's used been to see you look at your phones. And oh, like, yeah. I sometimes still do. Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, but anyhow, thanks, guys, for having us on. And I guess today we're going to be kind of interviewing you on your show, but also on ours. So we're really excited to have you. And what really I think the exciting thing, which you've already announced, I've heard it on your own podcast, is really this new thing of doing or producing your lashes here in the United States, which mm-hmm. is really after COVID, I think. We're just glad to see people thinking, maybe we should bring jobs home. Maybe we should do stuff here. And obviously, I think have more control. And I'm excited about that. So first, I just thought we'd start by asking you guys, maybe sharing a little bit about what is it that you're doing so that people who are at least listening on our podcast would get kind of this idea of what's what's your big development. Chona? Yeah, I would just say. We actually thought about this before COVID hit, but then obviously when COVID hit, it kind of pushed us in the direction of U.S. manufacturing just a little bit more. We've always had issues with distributors overseas and communication and quality. And so once COVID hit, we really buckled down and decided, hey, listen, we really have to bring this to the States. That way we have more control. We have better quality. Obviously, it helps with our inventory, which is sometimes it can just be like a shit show, to be honest with you. So all in all, just benefit all the way across the board. Yeah. When you guys were here last time, I was saying, hey, I'm, we're going to go to Vietnam and, and buy a factory. factory. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm like, this is really realistic. You know, my man just thinks from across the Pacific. Have Easy. A good feeling. We'll get a really good manager. No corruption at all. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay their government off. We had it all figured out. And I didn't really think the logistics of it through. But at the time, I was really determined to do that. And so we have a friend of ours who's actually a professor here at UNLV and a good friend of mine. And I was telling him about my concept of wanting to buy a factory. Yeah. And he was like, why don't you just make a machine that'll do that? I'm like, yeah, make a machine. <laughs> that sounds so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have this idea? Do you have the the blueprint for this machine? Yeah. It's do? been around, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's been around a long time. Yeah, everyone has it's, one at home. Yeah, it's <laughs> what they're doing in China now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we got this big debate on it. And so he was like... Let me see if I can develop one. You know, I mean, get some guys from the school over here and we'll see what we can come up with. And so we had our distributors come to town and they were like, they literally were sitting on the couch in our warehouse and we were talking to them. I said, well, why don't you guys come up with a machine to do this instead of having to like, they literally fell off the couch laughing so hard at me. They did. They were like, really? cannot make machine to make lashes. Oh, <laughs> and I think they called me fat and Mandarin or something like that. <laughs> yeah, afterwards. They were rolling around dying on the floor. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. That's it. And I think, yeah. I think that really pushes. Those are fighting words. Yeah. And then COVID happened and first China was shut down Yeah, mm-hmm. and we couldn't get any supply. And then we were shut down and it just made it a nightmare. And I think it really opened up like our eyes, like some of the, the holes in what's going on. And so we were super fortunate. Buddy Kirk came up with an idea of literally how to make the lashes on this machine, met with like six engineering teams. Each one would go down the rabbit hole and then they would just ask, ah, it's not going to happen. It's too expensive. Yeah. And finally, we found a group out of Arizona that was literally just like, they're like, you know what? We like really tough projects. And we went down the rabbit hole. We spent about $400,000. This is not an exaggeration. Just an R&D to see if we could even make the machine. Yeah. And that was a major gamble. Like I was showing my wife the checks we were writing. I was like, yeah. I no longer want to see this. I yeah. just don't. Just, just give me the cliff notes. Happen. Yeah. yeah. It was so making me sick. Painful. Yeah. Very painful. Absolutely. Because there was no guarantees. Yeah. So like, just... we'll let you know if we hit a jump off point. I'm like, oh, we're only a quarter million dollars in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys just let me know when it's going. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, at least you... your engineering team's paid. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I know that Bella spent a lot of money, too. They said they failed many times before they got there. I think it was over a million, something yeah. like that. I failures. believe it. So it's no short or a little small cost to get into this. Now, for you with Asia, I mean, did you inspire them by any chance? Did they go, we, we got to start working? Because I, I would think in Asia, between you and Bella, they're going to start going, we need to change when mm-hmm. we do lashes over here because we're going to lose out because Americans are going to take all the manufacturing jobs away from Asia. You know what's funny? I saw a commercial the other day. I don't remember which factory it was, but they did a factory tour and showed like they have 20,000 square feet and where they're making it. And it was almost like a swipe at us and at Bella because they were like, our lashes don't have a blue tint to them. Under the microphone, <laughs> they are black. And we can make them with this. And, you know, they huh. were like, it was like everything we ever said about what we were trying mm-hmm. to do. They had everything on the list. Really? Yeah, it, was, it was like, this is like, it's supposed to be a commercial. 
for what they're doing. And it was almost like a counter attack or attack. something. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, those are literally everything we've ever said. Like, and they're not aware. No one else is aware of these issues. It's not like everyone's talking about no. the difference between China last with American last right now. It's like making an argument against something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, even think- the biggest issue though, with buying overseas is just the distance and the <sighs> logistics yeah. right? and the quality control. The yeah. Qual- yeah. yeah. Everybody knows, Oh, it's cheaper to buy from Asia, but you have to, Either the shipping is crazy, and when you finally get it, the product can be completely tweaked, but mm-hmm. then to send it back, it's just so you oftentimes just end up living with less than stellar quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that after COVID, too, there's obviously the prices have gone up with shipping, mm-hmm. the material has been non-existent yeah, like with the North Korea now yeah North Korea down, and so then them that. trying to like oh let's supplement this fiber and and the quality is just going downhill and the shipping turn times are killer too so it's been very difficult for us on all ends so I'm, import, I'm excited is there a percentage that you know is gonna be bad is there a number they like this is where we go yeah it's 10 percent we throw out because it's not gonna be good enough yeah I mean what we started doing was we have like a didn't make the cut section so we offer like a lash trace for four bucks that maybe isn't too 100 oh, yeah. percent. so that's for lash artists like who maybe are on a budget regulars yeah like yeah, just something's off the curl remover. or cream remover you know, something got damaged or something but you know ours haven't been too bad we kind of our quality control is like every time the, the shipping department will ship something they open up literally everything they'll unpackage the lash tray and everything look inside so it's really hard to tell but it's not too crazy but definitely it's getting worse after covid i can tell oh, really yeah I'm guessing for you, because you're a bigger distributor, mm-hmm. right? So you probably are getting a little better treatment than some little mom and pop that's like just getting the, the extras or throwaway trays. From they, listen, they are afraid of my wife. <laughs> they are afraid of her. They're like, we want to talk to Mike. He's the nice one. Yeah, they always want to talk to Mike. But no. She, she'll yell at them on the weekend. Yeah. They're like, Shauna. They hate weekend. that I work we on the weekend. Yeah. They, yeah, like, they take it very serious. You want yeah. the business or not? Yeah. yeah. I just want to say thank you for that mama bear kind of attitude. Because honestly, what you guys are doing for us, the whole industry, like all of our listeners, we owe you a debt of gratitude because you guys are pushing the envelope forward. A lot of us are smaller. We don't have the budget to invest in the kind of R&D. But what you guys are doing and, and what Bella is doing very similarly is you're, what you're doing is bringing this whole uh, concept of lashes in the U.S. for us here, for all of us. And so we owe you a debt of gratitude. Which because- wasn't possible in everyone's mind. I think it was – I've actually still talked to other brands and their ideas that eventually get a place overseas. They're all, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're going to get a place in China or we're going to get Vietnam or, or whatever. We even at one point were like thinking we didn't want to do manufacturing, but we thought wouldn't it be cool because we've been to Cambodia a couple of times and we just have a heart for that country. Wouldn't it be cool to bring manufacturing there? But then I've talked to people that said, dude, Cambodia corruption is horrible. Yeah, you can't get anything done because of the grift. You yeah. know, it's funny you say Cambodia. So my next door neighbor, Chris, literally lived, he lived next door for us forever. Yeah. Sold everything, kept his house here, but packed up, went to Cambodia. That's where really? he is right now. Wow. He wow. was on the ground over there for a long time trying to put one of these together for me. Yeah. And wow. I would just, I would send him money. You know, okay. I'd send him money. He would talk with people, figure out how they could get the factory, how much did the government want, how mm-hmm. much for work permits, how much. And at the end of the day, he came back to me. He's like, dude, listen, I stand to benefit from this too, but it's I don't not think you're going to be able to pull this no. thing off. Mm-hmm. No. It's too so much no language barrier, everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be. No- when we were there 10 years ago, or I was last time, there's only one road, major highway that's paved through the whole country. <laughs> I think you said that. Yeah. Yeah. One major highway. Outside that, everything's dirt roads still. No it's really service. sad. I mean, oh it's, my this gosh. country's major business is actually importing aid. That's their number one really? industry. Yeah. yeah. It's this country's going there and giving them aid. That is their number one resource for income and all that, which is difficult because as a country, how do you rise out of where you're at if all you're building or is dependency, right? Mm-hmm. And you make it difficult for investing. That was the other thing too when I talked to people about what about – because we found some people who manufacture stuff or like clothes. And, oh, these clothes are beautiful. It would be great to give them to the United States. And then you start finding the amount of grift you have to pay off every oh, I know. point of contact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone's going to say, well, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. You can't get the product out in time. You can't – so it was heartbreaking. It was really sad. It was just, it's just a lot of broken systems that are going to make that country. And as you, it sounds like you found like this is not a place, at least not yet. God willing, it'll change because we really had this hard. No, we want to see something good. For happen. sure. Yeah. Even, even Thailand was an option group we met with over there. They manufacture gloves mm-hmm. and they were all about it. They were like, we want to partner with you guys. 
what's how are we gonna figure out the logistics? How are we gonna set this thing up? And it just fell all fell apart right when COVID happened. There was no I mean, obviously nobody saw that coming, but any hope or whim of actually pulling that off just fell by the wayside when COVID happened. Yeah. And I think that was really I always joke around with Kurt, the professor, my buddy of ours. I'm like, Kurt, if you put half these ideas into work, like you would, you could retire right now. He's like, well, I'm not a good like doer. I like living vicariously through you guys. I like coming up. <laughs> Thank with God. Stuff. He was actually one of the ones that really helped us come up with like the VR classes during COVID. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. He was because like we our salons were closed. We were paying unemployment claims. We were paying rent. We were refunding already pre-booked classes that yep. were shut down. Yep. I'm like, we're gonna go bankrupt. Like, yeah. This is it's not the way to make money. <laughs> no, no. Every time I turn paying out, paying out, with everything shut down. And and he was like, you know what you should do? They do this with doctors. Like they do open heart, heart surgery, surgery training yeah, now. Through VR. Yeah. Through VR. He's like, you guys should buy the equipment, do your trainings in VR. And then people could still take, and then you don't have to refund. You just flip them to VR. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Why don't you take these ideas? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You should bring my, just a side note. My dad worked for a company called uh, Intuitive and they created what they call is the um, Da Vinci robot that does the remote surgeries this, he, they started this about 15 years ago, 20 years 20 ago, years 20 ago. years ago. And it's basically now is the, the main thing they did originally for heart surgery. It was supposed to be for open heart surgery open without heart surgery. cracking the chest. Without cracking the chest. Whoa. The idea was the idea yeah. that would just open up four holes. They'd go into the chest cavity. The heart would continue to beat. And what would happen is on the computer screen, the robot, the doctor would see the, the heart, but still. And then the doctor would do the surgery virtually. And then the, the computer would take all those interpretate or all that information and then move with the heart and do the surgery while the heart was beating. Wow. It, it, it didn't quite work out the way they wanted. The Vinci now is pretty well known in the, the operation world it's now. It's for pro- uh, prostate cancer and, and gallbladder. Other, yeah, gallbladder, prostate cancer, which is what I'll probably yeah, eventually get. Right. So it's pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! My dad's legacy. <laughs> oh, my god! Help me with my prostate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A, very, a little no. dark there. But that's it. It was uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Which is way off the rails. AI and robotics. What you guys are doing now, is this a fully automated process? This is a machine that there's a guy there turning a crank and it's turning <laughs> We're going to hire you to do that. <laughs> no, it is. It is fully automated. So the only labor part will be the part where they literally just feed the, the PBT thread in. Okay. The machine will debundle, align it put it the way it's got to be set to be set through the machine. And then at the very end, it'll kick everything off and there'll just have to be a person at the end. It's got a robot that literally will scan the lashes it's making too for defects. So it's got its own building quality control. It's pretty crazy. So how is this going to benefit... The Our last gal- no, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's I'm what kidding. everybody I'm says. Kidding. Oh, you're just trying to control everything. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> no, the, the gal who's sitting in a room listening to us right now while she's lashing somebody, how is it going to benefit her? The answer is just it's a higher quality product for the same price. And in theory, that should be charged more because we're going to be able to make it for cheaper than we're even buying mm-hmm. it for. Everything we're getting is four times more dense. Those strips, mm-hmm. it's a, a better quality. doesn't have frayed edges. It's just going to be a superior product that we'll be able to get into the hands without breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of what we were trying to do was, this is the one thing I've learned in this business. It doesn't matter if we make a superior product or if it's made and it's by hand and nobody's quality control checking it. A lot of the stuff in this business is vanity metrics. People just want like their own line, their own yeah. line. And they don't care if it was made here in the States. They don't care if it was made overseas. They just want to see their logo, their name. Mm-hmm. They want to sell their own yeah. product. So we wanted to make it so that people could actually get their own stuff, white label, get their logo on it, as long as they did minimum orders, just like you would be from doing it overseas. And so this will actually give them the option to have it stateside, no customs, What's been quality control check. If an order's messed up, you can call us. I've never been able to put an order back on a ship and send it back across the ocean. <laughs> yeah, no, no take never. That loss. Everyone takes Shoot that it. hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so at least now we'll be able to go, hey, listen, if this wasn't up to your liking, send it back. We can fix the order for you. So what you're saying is that people can create their own logo. They can design it and they can put the order in and in a relatively short amount of time, get something that's custom made just for them. Mm-hmm. Tell them about Tori, about like what who? she does with the logos right now. Oh, yeah. So we have someone right now. We're just trying to do kind of a trial thing with like lash bath and stuff that we can formulate here with our formulator offsite. So we do have our graphic designer. So you can get like a sample at OB Manufacturing and she does like she'll do your logo and we'll send it out like just one lash bath with like your logo and stuff like that. So like five or six revisions for you without charging it. You are kidding. Okay, so what you're talking about is the product, like the shampoo. So Mm -hmm. you can just get a sample. If you've been dreaming up something in your head that you want to offer directly to your own clients with your your sparkly name on it, 
you can do that now. Mm-hmm. So they just contact Tori and— Yeah, so if you just go to obmanufacturing.com or obmanufacturing on Instagram, like we literally reply within two seconds. And it says, hey— just typed someone. They didn't get back to me yet. <laughs> I'm not on my phone, Paul. It's me. Okay. <laughs> By Hang someone, on. I mean my yeah. wife. <laughs> She's also the chef, the janitor. Yeah. But yeah, so, and you can do it all online too. It just says if you already have your logo, you can upload it right there and you can see what your logo looks like on the shampoo or you just email Tori and then she'll just. It's crazy she, how fast she can do a logo. You'd be surprised how many people have an idea and don't actually have a logo. Yeah. yeah. And she'll zip it together for them. And she's, I mean, this is what she does for a living. Like literally. Come back five minutes later. What do you think about this? Yeah. Ooh, can we change the color? Yeah. Can you make this part a little more bold? Can you shade this? Out? Like, in, it's, it's so cool. She used to it? work at Disney. She's so creative. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> yeah, she worked Ooh, for Disney World. Disney so, yes. now as we were walking by, we saw the your little screen, uh, silk screening for your t-shirts. Now, does that logo also apply to? Could, could somebody like? Maybe you don't have it yet, but like, like have like yes, a, a, we already a have that. T-shirt. So, yep. so it's just, and it's only a 25 minimum order. The only wow. thing is obviously we have to be careful as a company because once we start offering this, once our glue machines are ready, our lash machines are ready, we still have to remember that we're Live Bay Lash. So we don't want people to be like, oh, well, why would I buy from Live Bay Lash when I can have my own line? So minimum orders are going to be higher. Right now mm-hmm. they're at 300. Yeah. That wouldn't make sense for us as business people who own Live Bay Lash to start OB manufacturing and say, oh, yeah, you can have your own lash line and it's just a 100 yeah. minimum order. It, it wouldn't make sense. No. So yeah. the minimum orders will be higher, definitely. That's so still reasonable. It's, it's if you're saying like 300, that's not like you're asking. Yeah, that's like, nothing. We go to Cause of Profits. Like what we go up. I like 10, to get 10,000 units. Oh, like, yeah. okay, um, like, I'll, I'll just slink back <laughs> to the cave. Yeah. So and obviously this will be for people who really want to take this serious because – Obviously, with this industry, we have a lot of wham, bam, like I just want to do a five-hour training course and I just want my own lash line, but I only want to pay for 50 trays. This is going to be geared towards more people who are really going to take this serious and are going to promote like quality products. I can see two things. One, salons would love this Mm -hmm. because I know for us, when we had our salon, we were going through so much Oh, I know. You know, with 15 people lashing area, and you guys know, you Mm -hmm. guys have like 5,000 people in our lashing, but you you just need product all the time. You feel like every month, I'm like... That's our bill again. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's why we actually went to Asia mm-hmm. yeah. because we were spending so much money locally. I'm like, forget, I can't spend 20 bucks. Yeah. No, for sure. One of the other things too, when we started coming up with like different concepts to make the lashes here, you think it sounds simple. Like literally put the stuff in a row, cut it, send it through. There are so many factors with static electricity, with just like things you have to do for moisture in the air and just all kinds of things to get the lashes to not clump together, not stick together, and to get them to stand straight up. If you've ever held out, remember the old school lashes when they come in like a little container, you had to pull yeah. them on a sponge and sort them out? If you ever debundle one of these bundles of 0.03, it's like a bomb. You let the thing I go, it goes, boom, everywhere. <laughs> and there's just like like hair everywhere. Like his lips, face, like what just happened? And so to get those fine little 0.03s to literally stand up and down in a row, to be able to get them on a strip, to be able to get them to set a curl, to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a nightmare. And so, like, these guys, the guys that we have working on the machine, like, it's crazy, like, the stuff that they have come up with just to be able to make quality rows of lashes. Yeah. And the things that they consider a failure when they send us, a, like, a sample, they're like, let us know about this tray. And we're like, they're beautiful. Like, they're perfect. <laughs> yeah. They're He's so like, nice. oh, this was one we failed. You, know, you see this upper right corner, there was a slight gap or two of the lashes kind of twisted and touched each other at the base. I'm like, two. Yeah, Are you kidding? We would die for that kind of quality. Yeah. <laughs> like if, this, if this is a failure, you give me all the failure. It's a superior product. And I just think that, again, I know a lot of people don't care. Most, a lot of people care just about putting their own, their face, their own logo on it. And I understand that. A lot of people just want to become, they want to start a brand. They want to sell their product. And that's cool too. I just think we have the unique ability to pull an entire industry back from another country, make it the same affordable prices here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're eliminating the turn times, the customs, the, yeah. you know, all the issues, the quality control. Like it's going to be, it's going to literally change an entire industry. Yeah. Completely. It's completely going to change it. I mean, how many times have you gotten something that's just like weird fibers stuck to it or mm-hmm. it's completely failing on the quality control, but there's no other recourse. You just, you can't send it back. You just, there just dies there. Or So being able to affect change or have a recourse, it's just going to elevate our whole industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're really Are excited. you guys going to have, now you have lashes you're going to make here and also glue, right? Yep. Are you going to have anything else or are, you, are these the first two things to start with and then you're going to see where it goes from there? 
we really want to have everything, but obviously we're just um, tweezers would be a good one, by the way. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what's crazy? I was talking to them. I said, "Can you guys make a fully automated machine that could do tweezers? Yeah, and actually test the, you know, yeah. make sure the sweet spot grips." And he was like, the only problem I foresee in the whole equation is the cost of metal. Mm-hmm. Competing okay. with Pakistan's. Yeah, yeah I can't. Um, it's so, it's oh. tough. That would be tough. We've tried. We went to the shows. So many times. And it just feels like used car salesmen. I well, mean, there's a, a cultural difference. Like, we understand now that culturally they won't say no. They'll say whatever you They'll want. Say yes yeah. to everything. And, and even, yes, it's in the mail. Yes, we've done this. Yes, we can make this deadline. And then they ne- and never. I'm sure you guys have more, but we buy a bunch of tweezers from Pakistan, mm-hmm. like with years in advance, and it's just gone terribly. <laughs> we just get all the wrong guys, I guess. Trying we, to no, us. no, listen, it's tough. We, yeah, we went through so many. The first major order we ever got from the tweezers, this guy came to us at Menace at IBS and was just yeah. like. We do all the tweezers for Bella and Lashbox. And he had a fake and he invoice had fake oh, the head from Borbaletta. So we bought like 5,000 of them and uh, none of the none zero. Of them, yeah. zero. Uh, we did get a partial refund. I was so surprised we did, wow. but everything else we just I've took never a lot. Oh, Every yeah. time I've, I've written back, they disappear. They're oh, like, yeah. Oh, Van- vanish, vanish mode. Into the cave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, Osama bin Laden back in the old not even SEAL Team 6 can find yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> we can't find them. I don't expect you to get a refund yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very tough with tweezers. But okay. for now, lashes and glue. Yeah. We started making our own bonder here too, our own super bonder. And it's been – it's pretty wild. The, the guy we have working on it, Dr. Bruce Ferguson, he's a trip, man. He loves invent. He's like a mad scientist. He'll literally like – he'll be like, give me a new product. I want to formulate something. Huh. And so like with our brow lamination and what was the other one? There was one other one. He's like, give me the MSDS sheets. Let me take a Break crack it at it. Yeah. 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 He had a, he, our magnetic glue, magnetic vibe. He, yeah. like, he had the time of his life trying to recreate mm-hmm. the, the magnetic part would actually like. But making it more like in. eco-friendly. That's yeah. what he was trying to do. And some of it wasn't working. I'm like, listen, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. some bad shit in these glue. No, yeah. <laughs> like, you need the stuff that causes cancer. That's the stuff that's working. <laughs> yeah. I promise you, even if we come out, we're like, hey, listen, lashes may cause cancer. People are like, yeah, I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't care. Care. Nobody don't care. even care. No, seriously. <laughs> we Fake don't. boobs. They're going to ruin. They're going to yeah. kill you. Yeah, 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 we don't care. Yeah. Yeah, so he's trying to make everything like eco-friendly. So we're trying to figure that out because a lot of this stuff like isn't working. Remember the clear stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just sad. Like. Yeah, we'll get well, there. You know what's the problem is that some of the ingredients are what do they call them? Prop sixty-four. Or something oh like yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so they get the material in the raw and then they yeah. formulate it. And mm-hmm. so some of the stuff put them on like an FBI watch list. Get it over here. He's like, I don't know if I can. Create the same stuff that we're. Ship it to Pakistan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll get a good contact from Paul. (laughs) Oh, you want the good, the good? You want the good fireworks. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The illegal fireworks. Yeah, we got you covered. So this year has been kind of like a big, like, expansion year. We're we're trying to do the manufacturing, get that up and off the ground. We're trying to have everything in house by no later than like August here. We'll probably only be operating at like a quarter capacity while we're breaking the machines in and getting everything up and running. We've already got the sketch over there. We're going to be putting a laboratory in. They've already given us all the sketches for fireproofing the walls where like if there is an explosion, wow. it can burn at least for a few hours before it catches the rest of the warehouse on fire. You know? I'm <laughs> it like, hits I'm Mike like first. Gulp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start. He's like, you're going to need grease traps because you guys are formulating. I'm like, oh, I'm like what? Uh, eye wash stations. Yeah. 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 Wow. So body station, body wash It's going to be pretty intense Some the stuff we're putting in. At the same time right now, we're getting our FDD number written for franchises. We're meeting with a lady out of Orange County right now um, who's actually writing all the franchise manuals. Mm-hmm. We're doing our first corporate store in Arizona. We plan on trying to get these things going. The thing is, anybody can go, okay, you guys are successful in Vegas. This is where you've been mm-hmm. the last five years. So they, the Scottsdale store, when we pulled the demographics. There's like 14 amazing lash studios. There's like 10 lash lounges. Yeah. There's, what's the other one? Deca. Deca yeah, lash. Yeah. They're over there too. <laughs> And so I'm like, you know what? I want to take an area where there's a bunch of these things already in existence. And show you can do it. Show we can do it. Proof of concept in an area where we don't even have a following. Yeah. And if we can make it work there, then we know these things will work. And you're good. And so what we're trying to do with the franchises is make it so the average franchisee can make money on services and on product sales. They can have a retail store. Oh, good. And so we'll be able to supply them at cost mm-hmm. so where they can have the products where they'll be able to make their salon will make money and the product sales will be able to 
we'll be able to generate revenues. So they'll get lower costs because it's mm-hmm. all in-house stateside. Yeah. Yep. And now yes. that's going to up their bottom line, mm-hmm. which is great, which gives them a little more advantage because none of the other companies are doing that. No. Yeah. And so that's another reason I think the two are going to go kind of go hand in hand, the manufacturing and the franchisers. Yeah. Now, I could be completely wrong and we can learn a very expensive lesson. <laughs> there is no like how to start a successful lash company out of your house for dummies yeah. book. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys could we write should, it. You guys could write yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. We're no. excited. I was going to ask you guys this. So I know California was super, super locked down with COVID. What? No. <laughs> how, how did you guys deal with just being on lockdown 24-7 and, oh my and goodness. businesses closed? We all got together as a last community and cried once we a cried. week. <laughs> we just had a good cry. Yeah, just a good cry out. No, I think for the most part, at least for the first two months, there was a little welcome, like, I can breathe a little bit. I know it's like a lot of people are like, I can't pay the bills. But at the same time, if you had a little bit of money, enjoy this because it's the only time in your life you're going to have like a month or two to just go home and be with your family and kids. Our kids are all in their 20s now and two of them still live with us. So it was like, this is like it. I, mean, I felt like this is our last time we get to hang out. And that was a gift. So yeah. we looked at it like we looked at it with the, the, an attitude that was this was a blessing, right? Yeah. We and. There's two two sides of it. Practically speaking, I'll let Paul talk about, but the not practically, but this test is not practical. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a faith that tells us that our God is in control. Yeah. And even if things don't turn out the way that we want, even if we have to go through suffering and even have if privation, we understand that our God is sovereign and it's for our good. And there's going to be a blessing in it. There's always a silver lining. So that kind of set our mind free. No matter what happens, we're going to be okay mm-hmm. because we're in his care. Yeah. And then practically, like I guess speaking as far as everything else, for us, it was great because it really made us focus more going to virtual stuff, saying we got to get everything online. I mean, we, I remember seeing you guys come out with your virtual classes, which I thought are the coolest thing on the planet. I have my Oculus. So I was like, this is yeah. so cool. Yeah. And I just remember seeing people are being innovative. So for me, I was excited to see your industry being challenged mm-hmm. and people thinking outside the box. Brittany Hamilton also was coming out with the magnetic lashes. Where you do mm-hmm. the lashes and you sell to your clients. But you, know? you do lashes. Yeah. Her artists were doing lashes in the studio the way they wanted On- yeah, yeah, it was super cool. So for me, I like, man, these bad times always, I think, bring better times. Mm-hmm. It's just, like a have, fire and it refines you. Yeah. And a lot of people in our industry also decide to leave. And there's some friends of ours like, yeah, peace out. I'm yeah. done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to do something else, which actually for them was a blessing because yeah. they were burning out. They weren't happy. Mm-hmm. They became a lash zombie, as we like to say, and mm-hmm. decided, you know what? I'm going to do something else with my life. Do you for- think, how many people do you think actually left? That's, I don't know. I think our industry is very transient. I do think mm-hmm. there's like always oh, a 25, at least a 25% flux of people coming and going. Yeah. That it's not like there's people that are in this for the long term. I remember when I seen surveys say, how long have you been in the industry? And it's almost majority or two or two or less years. Mm-hmm. And I think that during that time, they find out not really enjoying. In fact, we stopped hiring newbies because most of them would quit. Yeah. It they, wouldn't work they out. They we only hired, invested. You had to have one year experience. Because mm-hmm. at that point, we figured, oh, they like it. Yeah. This is their career now. Mm-hmm. They want to be a lash artist. And so, and th- those people never quit. Right. So I felt like, man, that first year or two, like any industry, right? You try it sexy out on the outside, you get in and you realize it's just another job. Right. It's work. You mm-hmm. tried growing people from beauty school because you didn't want them to form any bad habits. Oh, but then yeah. it's, they're not tested and true. They don't right. know if they like it. I've heard the numbers are less than half yeah. ever make it. Into across the, the board? Yeah, across the board and all things, less than half make it into the beauty world. Wow. Something like if you graduate 100,000 people, 50,000 are out of the door almost right out of the gate. Some of them don't even go to state board and take their test. Yeah. It's pretty high. It's pretty high. I don't remember the number exactly, but I remember being shocked when I saw it. I was like, why? Because I think people. I guess it's like, you get a degree, you get a job, and you're like, I'll use that later. Yeah. (laughs) Well, part of it is there's a low bar of entry. Beauty college is not like a four year college. Mm -hmm. You're not going four or six years. Esthetician, you're what, six months maybe in California. Hairstyles a little bit more, and I think hairstyles have a higher retention rate because I think it's a, over a it's year. More of a, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, two years. So two years. So it takes a little bit more. But for lash artists, I think it's selling as hard as we used to. Thank God. In the old days, you guys probably remember there'd be ads like "You'll make a hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars in like two weeks <laughs> of <laughs> learning lashes." And yeah. Like, Wait, what? And, and everyone was hard selling that, and I think it attracted a lot of people in the industry. And then they realized. Oh no, this is hard work. I made twenty thousand dollars in two years. You know, it's like it didn't quite pan out. (laughs) So I didn't think people give up, like because it's not easy. And Mm -hmm. I think we're, I think thankfully a lot of the brands are being a little bit honest. I mean, you guys, I think have been one of the most 
honest voices and in the transparent and like, transparent yeah and that's yeah. helped i bring it yeah. brings people down to gravity bring them down to earth and i think they're more likely to make it work now because they have realistic expectations so I, yeah yeah people we've, like it or they or they hate us yeah. <laughs> or they have a lot of shitty things we've to had, say yeah. Yeah. people leave try and take clients go do it on their own i mean that's it's always going to happen. Always yeah. gonna and be there. We actually had 21 lash artists leave just a month ago. Yeah, I remember Altogether. I heard about that. That's it was like a month ago we had 21 lash artists leave because we were switching from independent contractor to yeah. employee. Yeah. And then a week later, our numbers were higher than they were before COVID because people were in the seats that wanted to work. Yeah, And it was yeah. the so craziest lot, lot thing newer, ever. A lot of the newer people that weren't getting booked. Yeah. All got of all sudden, of their clients. Yeah. Well, not all of their clients. but yeah. 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 We Our numbers went up. Like sixty thousand exactly. losing twenty one mm-hmm. lashers, yeah. <laughs> and that was just a cultural shift. It's painful at first, but in in the long run, it's like it, you're going to get the people that want to be there, that yeah. are committed to be there, mm-hmm. that are willing to build the company instead of just their own agenda. It's completely different culture. We've had a lot come back too. Oh really? The, the like, come, I'm sorry. It's most of them. Most time, it's a pride thing. They won't. Okay. Yeah, they can yeah, be no. going flat broke, losing their apartment, and they'll, and they'll never. They'll never. never. But a lot of them come back and say, "Hey." I didn't realize how good I had it. You guys made it look easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys handled the complaints. Easy. You just gave us product. You, you yeah, kept the just, schedule full. Yeah, kept the <laughs> schedule full. And I don't know how you guys did it, but, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it was kind of like part of it, you just want to be like, no, get out of here. Yeah. But obviously, you're like, ah, no, it's true. Okay. Yeah. No, I forgive you. Yeah. And, and they'll come back and I'm like, it takes a lot because you have to put myself in their shoes. It takes a lot to come back and go, hey, oh, absolutely. I to tried eat that it. Humble pie. Eat the humble pie. And that's why we don't ever like make it like, you know, oh, yeah, no, hey, I want to record this. You tell everybody what you just told me. You know I, mean? <laughs> I just want to hear it one more time before I go to bed. Because <laughs> you said so many nice things on social media on your way out the door. <laughs> but, you know, they come back and they're like, hey, you know, and I know there's a lot more people that felt that way. And I think the thing is, like, people always have that. Like you said, they took a class. They're like, you're going to make 100000 million, billion dollars a year. Yeah. And it's going to be super easy. I can't even isolate. It's okay. You just stack them yeah. on there and people just keep <laughs> no one will notice. Yeah. And I, choose your own hours. Yeah, yeah. Choose your own hours. Get, know your worth. Get paid like a boss, babe. You could be driving a Ferrari too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think that we've seen that with some of our former staff when we closed. A couple of them reached out and said, just thank you for making it look easy because it's not. Yeah. And, and you guys kept our books full. Mm-hmm. And now I have to hustle. Now I have to do some work. I can't just show up at work every day. The old days, I just had my eight-hour shift. I knew I could leave at that point, mm-hmm. and now it's not quite It's so a different easy. story. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, it, it is, people don't realize there are huge benefits for working for yourself, mm-hmm. and there are huge benefits for working for, for someone else. Mm-hmm. And you just got to pick which one is best for you. And you may not know until you try both. Yeah. You know, some people, like you said, as long as you're allowing them back in, that's really sweet. I know a lot of owners I talk to say, I have a policy. Someone leaves, they never come back. <laughs> wow. Just yeah. not the way I work. And that's because usually more times than not, they burn the bridge. Yeah. They, they just, there's this innate need to strike back at mm-hmm. you and hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I think because it justifies why they're leaving. Right. You know, it's like, well, because they're an a-hole, yeah. I left. Right. And, and you're like, wait, what did they do that was so bad? I, I paid you. We agreed on the payment. I gave you the hours that you did this and that. You got benefits, whatever it is. And they're yeah. like, where did it go bad? And it's always in their mindset. I can just always see there's a shift where they need, and that's how we could tell. And I'm sure you guys, when you walk in and yeah. they don't look at you, you're like, <laughs> okay, oh, okay, here it comes. Yeah. A mile away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I just, I don't even look at it like as people are going to stay with us long term. Yeah. I just look at it as like, Hey, you're probably going to just be here a short while. We just, Mike and I just try and be there and give them the best experience and let them just grow into whoever they're going to grow into. Yeah. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, but I look at it now at that rather than having high expectations right. like oh they're going to die with a live bay tattoo oh, on yeah. them it's not going to work we, out we had the problem. same thing too yeah. yeah it's like it's better to to realize it's seasons you know oh, seasons for sure. of people's yeah. lives and what they're going to invest here that's great and mm-hmm. some people are going to go off and do something else and that's great too right and we tried too hard to hold on i, I oh, felt yeah. like we oh, yeah this could be the last the, job we, we ever. We invested so much mm-hmm. into the company to make it such an attractive place that no one would ever want to leave. <laughs> and yet they still wanted to leave. And we couldn't get our head around that. It's, yeah, I think it's not now, us. It's, yeah, we yeah. just realized people, it's the industry. People want to do Instagram. other things. They it's also, yeah. <laughs> Social media now, damn it. <laughs> I hate Instagram. Damn you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You, like you, you hit the nail on the head. You kid. 
pay the best commission splits. You can have a 401k yeah. retirement. Pro- Vacation. We, we offer. Insurance. Yeah. Pay. Yeah. Pay. pay, pay yeah. Let's yeah. take. Yeah. And another thing. <laughs> I know. A big session for all of yeah. you. But I'm just saying, like, you can create the best culture. You can put up prizes every month. You can give out awards. You can have vacations. You can do, like, yeah. and at, at the end of the day, in their head, they're going to go, well, I made 2000 bucks last week, and they paid me 50% commission. So that yeah. kid would make it 4000 mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to screw us. Yeah. 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 Another thing. Yeah. Where's Let's all the go. money go? Let's go, guys. <laughs> and they leave in groups. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> I can't leave on my own, so I'm going to take you and you with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, We're going to show them. Yeah. 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 yeah good luck with you. Your lash business. Yeah, you got, yeah, live page doomed now. Because yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, gone. They all, yeah. all left, yeah. No, yeah they're always just saying, like, we're going to get you. You don't know how good you had until I left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, we'll survive. It's yeah, okay. we'll be okay. Yeah, it ended up hurting Mike and I more because yeah. we had all the – we were, like, so invested in them. And we were, like, emotionally, we're just emotionally, emotionally yeah. we're, like, wait a second. Like, we went to dinner and we did this for you. And at the end of the day, like, having those expectations that everybody's going to stay with us forever just damaged Mike and I more. So that's why we're, like, you know what? It's probably going to be temporary. Let's just people business. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. When I hear other people share that kind of pain, like it's like if you've gone through it yourself, you can see it. Like, Mm -hmm. and there's like this kindred. I have always wanted to do this. It's kind of like the purple heart Mm -hmm. where um, (laughs) I was talking about this the other day. He's like making fun of me, but I think it's a good idea. Like I want for, for the, those of my friends who I've known have, have gone through the same kind of pain. It's like, I want to give you like a purple heart. Yeah. Like, and it's like, you're in the club. Like mm-hmm. you, pay, you like got ceremony. this with blood mm-hmm. and tears and you lost limbs. Yeah. And like. I get it. So. I 100% get it. Pins, I, I did. Like the company will make these pins. We're going to get these. With guys. lashes on them. And lash cards. Yeah. We'll give them yeah. a yeah. heart. Yeah. purple heart. That is so funny. <laughs> For yeah. salon owners who've been burned. Yes. But I mean, not that employee. Again, I don't want to sound like, oh, we just hate employees. It's a different culture. I always thought we were – I've taken all these courses of training, coaching. Therapy. Therapy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're always like – We're with you. <laughs> they, they leave the, you, not the business. Yeah. And then I really believe that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're leaving me. Yeah. It's because of me. And then I realized, you know what? I think there's for a, a little asterisk near the last industry. It is not just you. No, It's no. because it really is – we have a different culture. You have companies teaching, and I, I've known this – or trainers. trainers teaching like you're an idiot if you go work for a business. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't work for a business. Yeah, mm-hmm. Be your own boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right from the day, like with no mentorship, no training, nothing. You've got your one-day class. Mm-hmm. You're ready to take on the world. And then also Instagram. It really does. When oh, you I feel know. like you don't need – and people don't realize you don't get clients from Instagram your first day out with your five followers. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I got five followers. I'm getting so many people from that. They don't understand it, but they're being lied to. They're just mm-hmm. being lied to. And so they just think it's that easy. And yeah. I just think it's unfortunate – but this, but once they do get going, a year or two, I kind of realize now that's just the DNA of our industry, and I, we shouldn't resist it or fight it. We just right. accept it and it build your models around that. Mm-hmm. Here's what I look at: we're in. Like she always says, we must just really have inspired them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you think about it, like because some of these people that have left have been with us since day one, since we just had like the office building that we called a salon. Yeah, you know what I mean? We were sharing a car and, and flat broke, and they saw us kind of evolve, and they're like. They're killing it. Yeah. We could be killing it. And the thing is, is like you can tell them, hey, listen, you're going to go on your own. You got to handle complaints at midnight. Someone's going to text you like a psycho because they lost one lash in the outer corner. You know, you're like, is this really a lash 911? Can we talk about it at 7 a.m. Yeah. tomorrow? Like, no, you want to have a conversation at midnight? Cool. Me too. I had nothing else going on. You know, I'm like, and so we, we explain all this stuff. Hey, here's how much product costs. Here's how much. And they're just like, you're lying to us. They're just trying to screw us. They're yeah. lying to us. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's like you, we saw a post from somebody that showed herself as a clown, you know, saying that our former boss told us that I couldn't make as much money as them or, or something. It, wasn't, like it was better to work for them than for myself or yeah. something like that. It's like, like, I'm so glad you're doing your own thing. We want you – I mean, when we closed the salon, we gave the client list. We gave the product, the, the tools and everything. It's like the part that's painful is that they burn a bridge mm-hmm. and they look at it. I like how you said – that uh, we inspired them. Mm-hmm. But why does it always have to be like with a stab in the back, like an F you at the same time? Yeah. I just wish they could be like, yeah, it was it just. Well, thankfully, most going. of them are. I mean, most of them are still connected with that when we close and they're nice. They're actually grateful. Saying, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A couple of them just felt like we had lied to them about like, for, and I know I never said this, like working for yourself sucks. I never said that. <laughs> it's like, it's really, I always said, I want to make our place so good. You won't want to leave. 
Yeah. That's the way I felt like as an owner. That's my job to make it so good you don't want to leave. I don't think it's an evil intention. That's no, not, not at all. To your team. People are going to base what they say as a deflection of how they feel. So regardless of what you're saying, they're going to base it off of how they feel and what they want to do. And at the end of the day, there's really nothing to change that because people are going to go through different things in life. And usually it's just a temporary thing. And that's just kind of how we've had to look at things. Yeah, No, for sure. And I think here's the thing going forward. Like we know, I think we had to go through it a few times. But get used to the process and understand it's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. It's it's not anything we're doing. Like you said, you, you create a great culture. You brought all these things for them. But it's just people. And they're, at some point in time, they're going to spread their wings and fly and try it out. And yeah. I can't fault someone for trying to better their life. And so I think we've, we've just kind of learned now to not so not be so emotionally attached. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just opened a location up in Anthem. It's like our training center. But we'll you know, use it once a month for trainings. So the other three weeks now we're using it as a salon for a lot of like the newer Lash artists, you know what I mean? Like a, almost like a farm league for like the major leagues. That's cool. The clients know, hey, they got longer turn times of working on their fullness. It's like discounted, discounted, pricing. Yeah, yeah, discounted yeah. pricing. And so we, we got that going. We got the blow dry bar. We have all these people. I was looking the other day. We had almost 200 people on payroll. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, this is a lot of responsibility. I always like reassure her too. I'm like, you know what? We just can't allow ourselves to think, you know what I mean? We can't build the business on people. We just need to have a plan of where we're headed and be able to interchange at any point in time these people out mm-hmm. if they do want to leave and do their own thing, if we inspire them, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And once we eventually got to that point, we kind of learned to stick to the plan and not to the people. Mm-hmm. That's when we finally started growing and scaling. Cause they, yeah. And now, like, nothing shocks me. They'll be like, hey, someone so quit. I'm like, really? I just bailed them out of jail last week and <laughs> paid their rent. They, they quit? Why did they quit? They wanted more. Yeah. yeah. They thought they could do better. They got, yeah. they got an OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody during COVID, like, everybody's, hey, I'm like, hey, I don't judge. If you got to pay the bills that way, go for it. Yeah. But we lost lash artists to that. I'm like, oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh my Please God. come back. You know your nanny? They have an OnlyFans. Like, She's 64. <laughs> Used to be a stripper, but then put on weights. You know? I'm like, hey, do whatever works for you. I don't judge. Yeah. Well, I like what you said. Stick to the plan, not the people. And I think systems are it. In the end, it's about mm-hmm. building good systems. I mean, that McDonald's was like the proof of the pudding back in the 50s. You build a system that when people leave, you just put a new pe- person in. And it's not to make it sound like people aren't important. Of course, I know you guys, the people are important. But if you build it on the people and this is your all-star player, and this is what a lot of sons do. They go out and they get a couple all-stars and like, this is the team. They're with me to the end. And then that person leaves and now the slot is screwed. Yeah. Because this person worked 12-hour days, mm-hmm. did double the clients, and now all that's out the door and maybe, like you said, take half the team with them because yeah. they're the all-star. Mm-hmm. And now their whole model's screwed. Yeah. And so you can't build a slot off that. You have to build sound systems, have good hiring practice. We, we, we learn always be interviewing, mm-hmm. always have someone in the back door oh, ready yeah. to jump in. Yeah, and absolutely. Just have the system in place so mm-hmm. they can just one man goes down, bring another one in. That's yeah. okay. And I think a lot of people don't realize that until you've been doing this for a while mm-hmm. and you start trying it and you start realizing systems are really the key to scaling. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll be forever emotionally <laughs> in trauma. Yeah. I, I think too, this is the last thing I'll, I'll say too with that. Yeah. I think everybody should go out and go through the process, but just know. That going through the process, that every time you have experience a setback, every time you have people quit and leave, every time you make a wrong decision or you buy too much of the wrong product or you, you know, have a bunch of people come back that have allergic reactions or you have, just every one of these things is just a free education because it's just part of the business. You can't go out and run a successful organization unless you've physically been in the trenches and have had to physically deal with a lawsuit, people leaving, taking clients coming back in, retention issues, people having allergic reactions. Books not being full, not knowing how to average. Just there's so many layers and people go out, they, they take a class where they're promised they're going to make that six trillion a year. And then all of a sudden their little ego is like fragile. They take that first punch on the chin and they don't know how to deal with it and they give up right away. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I don't really know why we didn't give up because there's been a lot of times jump off <laughs> mm-hmm. points where I just want to throw in the towel and quit. But for some reason we kept going yeah. and it, and in, and in all reality, we should have quit many times over just been flunkies and gone back to like, hey, mom, I'm moving back in. <laughs> but I think that everybody has to go through it. And I think they just need to have a realistic expectation of yeah. knowing that this is just part of it. Like you can't expect to go out and run a company if you haven't gone through some shit. Like if you haven't gone through and gotten beaten up, how are you going to coach the next generation or the people in your organization if you don't physically know? Mm-hmm. You got to learn to take it on the chin. Yeah. yeah. And you absolutely. guys got grit. I mean, there's that. Un- yeah, I think that's one of those things that 
you can't measure in someone until they're in it. And that's yeah. when you find out this person has grit, this person doesn't have grit. And yeah. that's uh, intangible. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy too with social media and lash groups and all that stuff too, to not see like the truth behind the industry. Yeah. When everything's so fluffed up and that's why we really always want to be transparent because social media has made it to where people have this image of the industry and they don't yeah. understand until they're in it. That that's, it's not that Wow, way. it's not like that. So I wish, I hope that we can change that in social media and I don't know how. I don't think we will. I think, I, I think it's going to get I worse. Think <laughs> I think it's, I call it the envy machine. Yeah, Instagram, absolutely. I, would, I tell my team, guys, don't buy the, what's being yeah. sold on the envy mm-hmm. machine. I, I We use it ourselves. Mm-hmm. To create envy. No. <laughs> but we do try to be honest and open. We try to be let people know. And I know I see from your podcast and what you guys do. I, you You're have that real same about the struggle. Openness. And I think that's why you guys are in a different place than some other brands that I think really do actually try to build the envy machine. Yeah. And I've seen them flatline or go backwards. Mm-hmm. And you guys still seem to be Continuing going up. To and I think that's because people feel a little bit more like – you guys are authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hope people like you, I know Lost Artistry is kind of the same way. Yeah. I just feel like they're just down the earth, mm-hmm. really authentic, very real people. I know Cheryl, Untamed Artistry, mm-hmm. same thing. I know those people I, I see like are winning and mm-hmm. I'm excited about their futures because I feel like these are it's a, more, a little bit more real brands than yeah. we've seen from like 15, 20 years ago mm-hmm. where I felt like it was just all show and trying to just make an impression. And I think some of their brands are shifting, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it, it is. You're yeah. seeing, you're seeing yeah. a power dynamic. Yeah, yeah. so right there's hope. There is some hope. I wouldn't be all negative. Yeah. <laughs> just going to get worse, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. All right. Well, that's yeah. that's, that's all we got for today. Yeah. Hopefully, you got some great value. I'd like to thank Paul and Tuss for coming on. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And for coming to Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Finally. I know. Oh, my gosh. That's so amazing. <laughs> the last time we were in Utah was our last time we did anything. So that was wow. like two years very ago. Very cool. Very uh. cool. As always, if you haven't done so yet, please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, follow our Facebook group, The Lash TEA. Until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Aminol Tustney, as well as our special guests, Mike and Shauna, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Thank you.